Welcome everyone to this episode of Christian Historical Fiction Talk. Thank you for choosing to spend part of your day with me today as we chat about everything that is great about Christian historical fiction. Because you know if it's happening in the world of Christian historical fiction, we are talking about it here. As always, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform so that you don't miss out on any of these great discussions that we have and the fabulous guests that we have lined up. I have some really good ones coming up that you don't want to miss out on, so please make sure that you're subscribed. Also, be sure that you are following Christian Historical Fiction Talk on social media so that you can get your input into shows like today's show, because the answers to the question that I'm going to pose and what we're going to talk about all came from social media. So please follow Christian Historical Fiction Talk on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you would like more information about what we talk about today, the books and the authors that we're going to chat about, then please be sure to visit my website, which is liztolsma.com. And over there, you will find links to these books and more descriptions about the books. So you can have everything, all that information right at your fingertips and get the links to take you straight to any of these books that sound interesting to you. Okay, that means that we are ready to dive into today's topic. I thought long and hard about what I wanted to talk about today and decided that I'm very excited about traveling again. Now that the worst of COVID seems to be over and summer is finally here, the kids are getting off of school. I know my daughter is about to embark on a very exciting trip. And I get to do some traveling this summer myself. I've already done some. I'm going to do a little bit more. It's one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. And sometimes some of my travel is inspired by some of the books that I read. There are books that I have not been able to get the settings out of my mind. The authors do such a fabulous job at bringing the settings to life and making them so real and so vibrant and so beautiful that you can't help but want to visit these places. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I went onto social media and I asked my followers over there, what Christian historical novel inspired the travel bug in you? Either you went out and actually visited the place that was in the book, or it's put it on your bucket list or at least on your radar as some place that you would like to go to. And I got a lot of great fun answers. So I'm going to share some of those with you now and some good stories that some of the listeners shared along the way. So the first one that someone answered is Rosanna White's book, The Nature of a Lady. And this one definitely is a great one for inspiring the travel bug, for sure, because it is set in Sicily in 1906. I haven't personally been to Sicily, but I've heard a lot about it. I have seen it on TV. I've seen pictures of it. It looks absolutely stunning and just spectacular set out there in the middle of the Mediterranean. And 1906, what a fun time period for it to be set in as well. And I can see where it might just be a place that you would want to visit after reading the book. 
especially since it's about a woman named Lady Libby Sinclair, and she rents a cottage for the summer in Sicily, and she stumbles on some dangerous secrets left by the cottage's former occupant. And then the missing woman's brother shows up, and together he and Libby try to solve the mystery. And they stumble on ancient legends and pirate wrecks along the way. So that sounds like a really good book. And if you're going to combine a fabulous setting like Sicily with pirate wrecks and ancient legends, I just can't imagine anything that's better than that. It certainly makes me want to go to Sicily. And if you've seen the cover of The Nature of a Lady, oh, Even that is breathtaking and enough to make you want to go to Sicily. So that's The Nature of a Lady by Rosanna M. White. Somebody has been inspired to want to go to Sicily by reading that one. Now the next couple are ones that we have just recently talked about on the show. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. I would definitely have to agree with the listeners who listed these books as ones that inspired the travel bug in them. The first one is Hope Between the Pages by Pepper Basham. So she was on here a couple of months ago talking about this book. It is such a fun book because it's Pepper, so you can't expect anything less than that. But it has an absolutely amazing setting at the Biltmore Mansion in Asheville, North Carolina. It's sort of America's answer to a castle. It's huge and gorgeous and absolutely stunning. I know it's a place that a lot of people love to visit. And what a fun place to set a book at. I had read one book, and you're just going to have to forgive me because I cannot remember the name of it. But I did quite some while ago read a book that was also set at the Biltmore Mansion. And oh my goodness, just the lushness of it and the richness of it and the decadence of it. It does make you want to go visit the Biltmore Mansion. There are these gorgeous grounds there as well. So if you see an overhead shot of the mansion and the gardens there, it almost looks like a little Versailles. So you can imagine all the fun things that can happen there in the garden. And then I know Pepper also set part of the book down in the little village that is near the Biltmore Mansion there, which looks absolutely charming. And it's set at a bookstore. So a bookstore in a charming little village just below the Biltmore Mansion. I can't really imagine a better setting for a book than that. And it makes me want to stop by the Biltmore Mansion if I ever find myself in that part of North Carolina for sure. And one of them that we are going to be talking about very soon is Come Back to Me by Jody Headland. So I don't want to give too much away about it because we're going to be discussing this with Jody and I want you to hear about the book and the setting from her own perspective and her own words. 
But this one is what used to be a, called a time travel novel. And she's going to tell you sort of the new term that we refer to these books to as now. The historical part of it is set in 1300s England. And it just sounds so fascinating. I have read the book. The setting is amazing, just amazing, because the hero in the historical part is very well-to-do. So even though it's hard times, he does live in quite the castle, quite the beautiful place, and she makes it so rich and so beautiful. The details that she puts into 1300s England just brings it to life. It really does. And you can almost taste it and feel it and smell it. Not that that's always a good thing in 1300s England, but she does a wonderful job with the setting and really bringing it out and bringing it to life. Now, of course, it's impossible for us to go back to 1300s England, but it would be a fun place to visit if we could. And maybe it would just inspire you to go to your local Renaissance Fair. I know they have them all across the country throughout the summer. So it might be a fun thing to do before you read Come Back to Me by Jody Headland before you or after you hear our conversation that's coming up in the next couple of weeks and get a little bit of a feel about what that time period must have been like for the characters in her book. That was a great pick by one of the followers on social media. The next one that someone pointed out was Paint and Nectar by Ashley Clark. And this one is set in Charleston, South Carolina. This is a dual-time novel about an old house, missing heirloom silver, and secrets to be uncovered. And the old house in the contemporary part of Paint and Nectar is one that the heroine is trying to preserve. So she's trying to preserve this historical home in Charleston, South Carolina. So you can imagine how gorgeous this home is and how gorgeous this setting is. Both Charleston in the historical part and Charleston in the contemporary part. I haven't been to Charleston, but I have heard nothing but rave reviews about what a wonderful city it is. I have seen it on TV and pictures and things like that, and it looks like an absolutely charming place to visit. And another place, if I ever get out to the East Coast again, I'm going to have to definitely check out. I've heard that Charleston is absolutely wonderful, and if you are into history, Charleston is a great place to be. So someone suggested that they'd love to visit Charleston, South Carolina after reading Paint and Nectar by Ashley Clark. And stay tuned. I am working on getting Ashley Clark to come onto the show with us. So there's just a little hint of things to come on the podcast. Then I love this story that somebody told, and I'm just going to go over to Facebook here, and I'm going to just tell you this story that this listener shared with me. So Patty says, I live close to the areas where Jane Kirkpatrick's books are set. Jane Kirkpatrick, I found out, is a Wisconsin native, which if you've been listening to the show, you know I am 
I'm not native to Wisconsin, but I have been here for the vast majority of my life. So that's a plus in my book. But actually, Jane now lives in the Pacific Northwest. And so her books are set in Washington, Oregon, out in the West. And she's won awards and things for her books set in the Northwest. And so Patty lives close to these areas. So she must live in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Reading them really made me want to explore the history of those places. So my husband and I decided we would read a book, then go follow the trail. What a fun idea. I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. Someone who actually read the book, loved the setting so much, they decided to make a road trip out of it. How much fun is that? Our favorite was Where Lilacs Still Bloom. And Where Lilacs Still Bloom is based on the true life of a German immigrant housewife who became a lilac hybridizer. So she was really shunned by society because she wasn't being a good housewife, in quotes, whatever a good housewife is supposed to be. She wasn't being that because she was so involved with her lilacs. But apparently she became this famous lilac hybridizer. And you can go visit the place where this woman lived. And that's exactly what Patty and her husband did. She says, walking through the actual homestead was like being in the story. We bought two lilacs that now grow in our yard. Wow. As an author, imagine having somebody say, wow, I was reading your book and it just made me want to go there and it felt like I was reading the book. And then she bought lilacs that are growing in her yard to remind her of the book. I think that's an amazing, fabulous story and I absolutely love it. I did have somebody who read my book, Daisies Are Forever, which is set in Berlin while they were in Berlin. And so they were at some of the places that are mentioned in the book as they were reading about it. So that is really cool when you get a reader who does that. I think that's neat. And Patty, you have a great story. Thank you so much for sharing it with us. And it really does make me want to read Where Lilacs Still Bloom sounds like a great book. And I love lilacs. Mine is blooming right now as I'm recording this. My whole yard smells amazing. Someone else then mentioned Eugenia Price's books. And she has books that are set in the Southeast. And one of the books that she has, well, one of the series that she has is called the St. Simon's Trilogy, They're set on St. Simon's Island, which is in southeast Georgia. It's one of the barrier islands off of the coast of Georgia, very close to the Florida border. St. Simon's Island has become a really big tourist area, and a lot of people go down there and take vacations down there, spring break and things like that. It's a neat place to be. I haven't been to St. Simon's. I have seen St. Simon's Island because I went to Jekyll Island, which is right next door. We had plans to go there, but then our plans got changed. We never made it, but it is some place that I definitely want to go back to. And this series of books, it's three books. The first one is called Lighthouse, and it takes place just after the Revolutionary War. And it follows the Gould family as he 
moves from Maine down to Spanish Florida and then back to St. Simon's Island and finds love along the way, of course. And then New Moon Rising follows his son's story and it's set just prior to the Civil War. And then finally, The Beloved Invader, which is set after the Civil War. I love that area. Those islands are so beautiful, so peaceful, so quiet with the waves crashing on these gorgeous beaches and everything like that. Of course, they're barrier islands, so they do sometimes get struck by storms as well. So they have this sort of idyllic yet stormy history to them. And if you've seen Eugenia Price's covers for the St. Simon's Island trilogy, that's enough to make you want to go to St. Simon's Island right there in and of itself. They are gorgeous and absolutely stunning and really capture what these islands feel like. So if you're looking for a great beach vacation, maybe you want to check out Eugenia Price's St. Simon's trilogy and see if St. Simon's Island might be the place for you to go. Then somebody else mentioned a book that's not necessarily Christian, but it's so clean and so good that we can mention it here. And that is Anne of Green Gables. And who doesn't love Anne of Green Gables? I think we probably all have read it or seen the movie or the TV show or both. Uh, And just a wonderful, lovely book, lovely story. And The setting is Prince Edward Island. And yes, I agree. Oh, it makes me want to go to Prince Edward Island. They have these cruises, you know, that go up the East Coast in the fall. And I think a lot of them stop at Prince Edward Island. And the way that the author of Anne of Green Gables just makes that setting come to life and just Anne's love of Prince Edward Island is enough to make you want to go there. When someone is so passionate about where they live or where they've been, it can make you want to go there just because of how they talk about it. And in fact, Dawn, who is the one who mentioned this on social media, said that Anne of Green Gables made her want to go to Prince Edward Island so much that she ended up going there for her honeymoon, which I think is wonderful. Again, another great story of an actual trip that was inspired by a book that she read and on your honeymoon, no less. I love that story. So thank you. And then finally, the last one that was mentioned was one that has another stunning cover. The cover is enough to make you want to read the book and go where the book is set. And that is A Fall of Marigolds by Susan Meisner. And that's set in New York City and Ellis Island. And it's a split time book. Part of it is set in September of 1911 and deals with the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, which is this big fire at this factory that killed, I don't know, a lot of people. And it also then the contemporary part is set in September of 2011 when a 9-11 widow discovers a century-old scar that opens her eyes to larger forces at work in her life. And the way that Susan Meisner does have this amazing ability to make settings come to life, and she is so good at dropping a story in a time and a place and making it feel very real. I can see where you'd want to go see Ellis Island 
and see some of these sites after reading A Fall of Marigolds by Susan Meisner. I've read other books set at Ellis Island as well, and the authors in those books as well have done such a good job of setting it that I'd love to step foot on Ellis Island myself one of these days because I can imagine all the history there for history nerds like me, and I'm sure like many of you are as well. What a great place to visit. So that's it. I have run through the list of some of what you all have suggested as books that have sparked the travel bug in you. I hope that you find some new ones that might add other destinations to your bucket list and that now that we can get back out and traveling, that you pick up a great book to read wherever your travels take you this summer. Coming up next week on the podcast, we do have Jody Headland joining us. Remember earlier in the show, we talked about her book, Come Back to Me, and that is 1300s England. It's that time travel book. Trust me, I was very pleasantly surprised at how much I really enjoyed that book. So you're going to want to be sure to join us for our chat with Jody Headland learn a little bit more about Come Back to Me and see how much fun a time travel novel can be and how much fun 1300s England can be. If you would like more information about some of the books that we have talked about here on today's show and links to the books that we've talked about, then please visit my website for the show notes. That's liztolsma.com. You'll find all that information there right at your fingertips, all in one place, right at liztolsma.com. If you missed out on this discussion on social media, then you're going to want to be sure to look up Christian historical fiction either on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter so that you can keep up with us and what's happening here on the podcast so that you can get your input into shows like this and so that you don't miss out on a single episode. That about does it for this week's episode. Again, I thank you for taking time out of what I know are very busy summer days to listen to the show and for supporting it. Spread the word to people who love Christian historical fiction as much as you do. I appreciate you so much, and I look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>